0: everyone and welcome back to the most magical podcast on the internet. I am so excited for our special guest today. She is someone that I wanted to have on the podcast in season one when we first began. I think she has a lot to bring to the table not only about Disney but lifestyle in general. So here we go on another special guest episode.
1: All right what is up why we Disney fan thank you once again for joining us. So excited to have you here and we have Such a special guest on with us today. Go ahead and get super excited. I cannot wait to introduce, obviously, my amazing co-host, Kara. Hey, (laughs) y'all. And then our very special guest today, Annika. How are you?
2: Hello. I'm so excited to be a guest today.
1: Oh, thank you so much like we are so pumped we love your Instagram we love your YouTube all of the things tell the listeners where they can find you if they're not already following you which if they're not what are you doing, <laughs> are you doing? <laughs>
2: well thank you so much um, my Instagram is at Annika's paintbrush just one word and my YouTube is
1: at Annika Hudak so cool so cool. Well, so we ask every guest this before we get started. We really want to know like your Disney background and why you specifically Disney. So just walk us through that.
2: Totally. Oh, I could talk about that all day long. But basically, I was born and raised in the Bay Area in California. So our big vacation spot was actually Disneyland in Anaheim, California, and it was just a quick, you know, seven to eight hour drive from us. But we grew up going there. I would go there for my birthday, and I ended up going to college nearby and was an annual pass holder. And two of my best friends and I, we would literally go every single week. Like, I'm just no exaggeration. We were crazy California pass holders. They are of a different breed, and I would know by personal experience. I remember even one time when I was interning um, at one of my jobs for the summer, it was still nearby in Southern California. I like left my job early that day because the new rose gold ears dropped at Disney Springs. And I ran to go get me and my friends' pairs because they were selling out. <laughs> and I'm glad I did because I did sell out. But yeah, that's just like a background of how crazy I am about Disney and Disneyland in particular. I kind of think of it as my... Quote unquote home park, if you will, because I did grow up going there. And I did actually visit Walt Disney World as well, probably maybe like once a year, once every other year after I was in like my preteen years. And we loved visiting the parks. We are just big Disney people. <laughs> Me and my mom love to do the parks. We are just the crazy psycho, like running in at park or rope drop rather and staying till park close like we will be those people. But yeah, I have always just had love for it and my friends and family have always made my experience there so great and it's so great to share it with other people and I didn't even realize how big of a Disney community there really is until I kind of got started on the Instagram thing. So I originally wasn't even going to apply to the Disney College program. I w- didn't even think that working for Disney one day was like in my path or anything of that nature. But m- one of my best friends from college, she actually started her DCP journey at Disneyland. And I basically saw everything through her eyes and was like, wait a minute, I think I want to do this. <laughs> but I did want to change up. So I actually applied to Walt Disney World's college program and got in for the semester after I actually graduated college because that's the last time you're eligible. So I snuck in there at literally the last second. <laughs> and yeah, it was just such an exciting time. And I that is what really kind of started my path to being like, oh, wait a minute, I, I could work for Disney and this could actually be a really good pathway for me and like a fun journey. <laughs> So that's really what led me into then applying for a professional internship, landing that, and turning that into my full-time career, which is where I'm at today. Oh my goodness. (laughs) It's
1: it's so exciting, like it it just truly is. Um, I'm so glad that you mentioned the Disney college program, so let's like talk a little bit about that. I want to know like obviously about your experience as a whole, like I've kind of heard mixed, like some people have like really great experiences and some people have like kind of okay, not so great experiences, but when exactly was your term? Like when were you DCP? So I actually
2: am a more of a unique case for the DCP, but I technically graduated college spring of 2018 and I applied like literally the last day and got in for the fall fall term um it wasn't the fall advantage which is like the longer one starting in summer i just did the fall i believe 29 or no fall 2018 term which started in september so it's only going to be like a four-month program and from there i really wanted to use that as like a stepping stone to basically get into the company and start a future there so the reason why it was more unique for me is because I ended up not finishing my term there. I did get a role in merchandise in Tomorrowland and Magic Kingdom. So I'm really glad that I did have that experience while it was rather short and I was only there for a month. I was super grateful to have that experience that I honestly met so many great people and I loved being able to work in the parks. That Florida heat though, working outside there, like I have so much respect. For those cast members and uh, just, yeah. And oh man, and those long shifts all day on your feet like I, that was like culture shock for me. <laughs> but yeah, I ended up actually getting really, really sick. And the day I moved to Florida to start my DCP, I was like ready to become like a DCP vlogger. I was like, all right, I'm so excited. I'm. Gonna take my classes like i got um both of my like college program classes i was accepted into both of them that i wanted and so it was seriously like it worked out so perfectly i was living in vista way and my roommates were really chill and it was just like a great setup and i was so excited but literally the day i got to florida i had this like really weird stomach bug situation and not to go into too much of the grimy details, but basically I couldn't eat anything and was very sick. I literally lost, I kid you not, 20 pounds in a matter of two weeks because like, I just could not digest anything. I had to see so many doctors. And meanwhile, I'm on the other side of the country from my family. And thankfully, I did have family friends there who were such huge supporters for me and like literally took me to and from the hospital and were there for me. And me thinking that it was just gonna be a rocky start to my DCP was like, mm, okay, we got a little hiccup, it's, it's fine. Um, you know, meanwhile, fast forward to that time after I've lost so much weight and just am literally ill, <laughs> like not in a contagious sense, but you know, just like internally. I was actually working my shift at Magic Kingdom And I went backstage and I went to my manager and I was like, I don't feel good. And they were like, okay, like, can you try and make it to like, I think whatever the two hour mark was, cause I had just started my shift and I was like, okay, I'll try. And they like kept me backstage. And I was just like literally curling over, like trying to like stock a shelf or something. And I was just literally dying. Ended up collapsing. Um, The paramedics came and got me in the tunnels under magic kingdom and really fun time yeah they took me to the hospital they found a blood clot in like into my liver and like I had a whole bunch of like infections in my stomach and like my colon etc etc like seriously just so much TMI but basically I was super sick was hospitalized for nine days and then went home so yeah I had to say bye to the DCP for the time being. And I was so upset because I ended up leaving, I want to say October. So I was literally there a month. So huge bummer. I was so upset because, you know, I was like living the dream, moving to Disney world and starting my life there. And my body said, Nope. (laughs) But thankfully around November applications for professional internships opened up and, Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, the company was, like, very understanding, considering I had to leave for, like, health reasons. I wasn't just like, yeah, hit that self term button, let me get out of here.
1: <laughs> I was like, surely they were understanding, you know what I mean? like Yeah, like I had barely made really- a deadline, though, be- because
2: the whole, like, situation was you have to be, like... Uh, Unemployed for like exactly 13 weeks before you like start a new program. There's like all these little fine details that I just magically, perfectly lined up with. So, yeah, long story short, I was able to come back from my professional internship and I was so excited to basically get this second chance. And it all worked out for the best. And I loved my team I got to intern with. It really opened up some amazing doors for me. And amazing opportunities. I met so many great people through the internship program. And once I realized I could accept a full-time position exactly where I was, then that's when I decided like, "Hmm, okay, since I'm going to be here for the long haul, I think I'm going to start a Disney Instagram page. (laughs) And I, once I accepted my role, that's when I started Anika's Paintbrush. And I really wanted it to be like a fun, creative Disney lifestyle, space but also more of like a creative outlet and just a place where I could get that off my chest and be as creative as I wanted to with like a community of like-minded people that is like
0: just such a beautiful story and I say that with with all genuine you know terms because you really like you were so excited maybe you were so excited that your body was like running on adrenaline for this whole time (laughs) and then you got sick but like there was you know that second star to the right that extra bit of magic that you just hit the professional internship opportunity so like literally all your stars aligned that is exactly
2: like the way it worked out it was just like, you couldn't make this up.
1: (laughs) Right. I was gonna say, we probably couldn't have chose that way path for you anyway. You know, like, it just, it had to just work that way. I love that. I love your story. I think that's amazing. And Kara, we've talked about this before. I think a lot of times we see, like, these wonderful, like, content creators and bloggers and YouTube, like, They all, not all, but they pretty much are always starting on that, like, DCP journey, and that's what kind of blossomed them into this, like, great creator that we love so much and we follow. We love your story. Absolutely. I want to know, too, like, what was your biggest, like, learning experience in DCP? I know it was short, but...
2: Ooh, that's a tough one. It was kind of all a blur, to be honest, because I was living off of like two saltine crackers a day.
0: But- <laughs> <laughs> You old know, pretzels? You couldn't, couldn't take
2: anything. I-, I wish. I literally, like, it was so sad. Like, all my roommates were going to enjoy all the fun foods and I just had to sit there like eating my bread, like plain. Because <laughs> I just could not digest anything else fun. But yeah, I think hmm, the biggest thing I learned- is probably that the cast members who go to make magic like in those parks on the daily work so hard and are put under so much pressure and face so much adversity just literally going face to face with angry guests, happy guests, overexcited guests, um, might I even say annoying guests and just all types of people from all walks of life like they really do handle a lot and there's also a lot of great perks to that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like being cast member in the park was great, even though I was there for like five minutes. But (laughs) I mean, that was my my biggest learning thing. Like I've always had a lot of respect for people who work like retail jobs and guest facing roles anywhere. And I was definitely that person. I worked retail growing up in high school and I worked for Starbucks and then Disney. So I know all the different types of customers and guests that people can face (laughs) throughout the daily, but It just has me earn so much more respect for those people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For us as well. So, early on in the podcast or a few months ago, we did, like, an episode on cast member appreciation, but essentially, we're just, like, shouting out all of the cast members who, you know, we love, and that was right when they closed DCP down. So, with that, I wanted to ask, like, do you think, like, this is a really good direction that they're moving in, like, opening DCP back up and, like, pulling those pulling those students back in to help at the parks? Like, Do you think that's a good move or like, what do you think about
2: that? Oh, totally. I, I don't see how it could be a bad move, to be honest. I think there's so many people out there who the DCP is literally their dream in life. And don't get me wrong. Like I understand (laughs) I was there. And then (laughs) I think even for the five minutes I was there, like it was such a magical experience and it is so unique being able to just like go to work and then go to all these magical places, especially at least for Walt Disney World is what I experienced. But yeah, I think it's such a unique time and there's so much magic behind it. There are some hard times, I'm not gonna lie, because especially if you're someone who's juggling the classes on top of, maybe you're still in actual college classes from like your home college, and taking online there. Like I know plenty of people who try to do that. And I was like, "Mm, good luck because (laughs) Disney will have you be working like eight hour plus shifts, like six days a week. So (laughs) don't know when you're gonna have time to do all that. But yeah, so I think it's great for morale, honestly, of just the Disney community. Because again, there are so many people who want their in with Disney through the Disney College program.
0: I've heard it said that Um, Some people believe that Disney can't run without the college program, like just the sheer amount of workers. I mean, we've seen it with COVID and it not being there, but like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think it runs more effectively with the college students?
2: I think there's a lot still up in the air considering the park hours are still shorter. And I did know a few people who were like full timers who had to work like a one shift essentially. So they were there like park open and park close, which it's a long shift, but the the park hours are shorter. So it's more of like a quote unquote normal shift. But with CPs there, they're there to kind of pick up those ugly shifts, like the early mornings, (laughs) the weekends, the late nights and all of that. So I think it's honestly a big help all around. And there are people who, would love to have that opportunity. So I think it's honestly a win-win.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. I would agree. I would very much so agree. So, all right guys, don't go anywhere. We're gonna take a very quick ad break, but we will be right back.
0: All right, everyone. Welcome back. That was an amazing first couple topics with Annika. I loved hearing your DCP experience. Never would I have imagined it went like that. So sorry about your hospital visits, but it looks like Disney still brought you the magical experience. So super excited to hear about that. And what I love um, in the community, you know, you have your amazing YouTube channel. And right now you have like your Disney content, you have your 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 creative content, but then you have your debt-free journey. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh,
2: definitely. So I started on a debt-free journey in January of 2020 because I took out a large amount of student loans for college. I, of course, had to choose the most expensive private university that there is, basically, (laughs) and some perks were that it was 10 minutes from Disneyland, so I guess that that helps a little, but yes, I took out a bunch of student loan debt. I racked up credit card debt. I was just I'm a spender at heart, and I still am. I still have to rein myself in, even on my debt-free journey, and I have moments when I definitely fall off the wagon, but I decided to actually share that entire journey on YouTube because I started following a few other people who were very inspiring for me, and one of those people was actually Asia Dang, and she vlogged a lot of her student loan debt free journey on her YouTube channel. And the reason why I started to look up to those types of people was because I could honestly relate to them. Like, I I feel like I looked around and there weren't many people I knew personally who had six figures of debt. And I just kind of felt like I was drowning in that. And I really felt alone in it. And like, no one could really relate to me and I couldn't relate to them, which is very isolating. And I thought, you know, why not open up about it on the internet? Because what better way to find people who relate than to find strangers on the internet who might be going through the same thing. So definitely took the leap and decided to just share it all. Like I'm a pretty open book about it. And I love talking about money. And I really want to break the stigma of the taboo-ness of talking about money and finances and like investing and budgeting and how much debt we have and how much money things cost and I know within the Disney community alone like we will all sell our souls for Disney but (laughs) we have to realize like some people are paying full price for that kind of stuff some people are getting sponsored for a lot of stuff so it's really hard to fall into a trap of trying to keep up with the joneses if you will and trying to keep up with the disney influencers and (laughs) buying all the new stuff because i know i am so (laughs) that's a big thing too but yeah i definitely wanted to share as much as i could on my youtube channel and it started getting a little bit of traction and i was so happy to kind of see well not happy to see other people in the same situation (laughs) as me but at least we could relate to each other (laughs) and have a support team if you will
0: no, I I love that because you know in the outside world, outside the Disney bubbles, like people can think mm-hmm. of you know these crazy Disney adults and all they do is like worship Mickey Mouse. Like, no, that's not true. Like, <laughs> we're real people. And when I was watching your YouTube channel, I remember watching you know the first uh, couple episodes of your debt free journey, and that inspired me. So now I have my list of goals and i'm two payments off from uh paying off my first credit card so
2: oh, yeah That's i know great. it's the little,
0: little small goals here um but you know it's like it's not all disney that we talk about like we're real human beings out here just living a life and trying to make the best out of it so i appreciate you being so open and honest and just trying to not only benefit yourself but using your knowledge to benefit the community
2: Oh, totally. And I'm so nosy. I will literally like I'll watch people's stories and they'll be off doing something. And I'm like, mm, how are you paying for that? Mm, what do you do? Like, <laughs> like, mm, did you? where did you get that? And is that sponsored? And I don't know. <laughs> I just love like picking things apart. And I'm just so nosy in that sense. And it's kind of ridiculous. But I don't know. That's why I'm like more open about it, just because like, I'm so interested in other people's lives. And I'm like, okay, I can't be the only one out here
0: who's like really this nosy about people's lives. (laughs) No, you're definitely not the only one. And it's so true what you said about how we will like literally give our souls for anything like a pair of ears or for me, a spirit Jersey. Like we all, my
2: ear collection is just stupid. Like it's (laughs) stupid. I have upgraded from like those small plastic things to those like those large underneath your bed, like Target plastic bins. Like I have one of those yeah. that is just literally filled to the brim of Mickey ears, and it's like really, Annika, really. But here, here I am. I have another pair from Shop Disney on its way as we speak. So,
0: it happens. Oops. It happens. <laughs> so whatever makes so, you happy. <laughs> yes, and like for right? you know a lot of people, the ears make them happy. So you get the ears, you get the ornaments, the so whatever. But like speaking of the trip. So, you know, you're all about saving and you're all about spending your money wisely for possibly a family or maybe even individuals. How would you go about starting to save for a Disney trip?
2: I think I have a unique situation because I am a cast member. So I do get a lot of discounts, which is the only way I can really justify spending my money or like so much money rather on like merchandise here and there and things like that because I get that cast discount. And so I don't feel as guilty when I'm on such a burdening and long debt-free journey that I am on. But I think for people like the annual pass holders who were like used to getting little pass holder discounts, I I want to say they're still not allowing pass holders or new pass holders into like Disneyland or Disney World, right? Or like purchases of the pass.
0: Because I want to be a new annual pass holder and I'm saving for it. Oh, Yeah. But- you you can't get I've been
2: seeing all that and that's oh that's so frustrating so yeah even me like for my upcoming Disneyland trip cast members are blocked out so I had to be a regular person and buy tickets to Disney for the first time in like years and it hurt a little bit not gonna lie it hurt and (laughs) hurt my wallet especially but again like I would sell my soul to just have five minutes at that dang place so yeah There we are. But I think the biggest thing is prioritize what is important to you. Like if you really need that ice cold, fresh six dollar bottle of water, then okay, put that in the budget. But if you don't, you bring your hydro flask, you fill it with ice in the beginning of the day, and you carry that sucker around and you do not pay for water. (laughs) And you really just have to prioritize. Like I know at least in Disneyland, there's plenty of budget hotels that are literally right across the street within walking distance. I know because I've stayed in a bunch of them for the run Disney races when they were still allowed in Anaheim. And for Walt Disney World, it's a little bit different just because it's so much bigger. There's so much more to see. There's obviously more parks and there's more ground to cover. So it's a lot trickier in that sense. But versus California, you have things that are just more expensive because it's California and (laughs) and taxes alone there will get you but certain things like that I think you know thinking about your transportation your stay your food and trinkets and like souvenirs like you have to go through each of those categories and really decide like what's important to you and what you can't live without and where you can cut back and maybe I don't know what's the word I want like replace that bottled water with again bringing your water from home or like packing a sandwich i kid you not when i would go to the parks at disney world like granted i would go kind of just like whenever over the weekends whenever i could so it wasn't like a special you know once a lifetime trip situation but i would legitimately pack a peanut butter and jelly sandwich stick it in my purse i would go to the fast um the quick service restaurants get my free cup of ice water and there you have it, free lunch. And i go eat it on the hub grass and live in large. And, you know, decide if you really need that $7 Starbucks at the beginning of the day. If you do, because I know I do, uh, then that's okay. You know, just budget for it. And you have to really go into it having an idea. Because if you don't, then that's where you can get yourself into trouble. And I know it's different with, with like, larger families. Like, granted, I have not had to take, like, a family of four on a seven day Walt Disney World vacation because I'm sure that is crazy expensive but again just seeing where you can cut back is the biggest thing and prioritizing
0: that's a great answer and like the peanut butter and jelly thing so gonna take that on my next trip I know I packed snacks in my bag but like why not just do lunch
2: oh yeah and I always say like help me I'm poor like obviously I'm not like literally poor, I'm going to Disney, like, come on. But (laughs) um, I always try to like, pretend like you are literally living on nothing, because that's how I was able to pay off so much debt while being in such a touristy place and wanting to eat out all the time and wanting to go see and do all the things. But you know, do you need to buy a cocktail out at Disney Springs or downtown Disney, or can you just go get a pack of white claws from the grocery store and just pregame <laughs> it and then head out? And then you save so much money. But yeah, just like little things like that of just swapping out DIYs for the rather expensive things at the actual
0: location. I love it. I love it. And like, there's a lot to choose from when you're swapping things out. Even if, you know, some families are deciding to bring a lunch or, you know, go to a restaurant. I would love a New York experience. You can say Disneyland or Disney World. Um, what restaurants do you think are worth the price?
2: Um, I would honestly say in Magic Kingdom, the food options are so limited Uh, I always mobile order from Cosmic Rays, And honestly, I usually get kids meals because they fill me up and they're half the price and they come with a drink. So that's just what we love to see. Um, For places like the other parks at Disney World, like studios, I might get again, like a kid's meal from like Woody's Lunchbox. But I will, however, pay full price for a meal at docking bay seven and star wars galaxy's edge i love their like plant-based um i don't they're like kefta ball things i don't know what they're called they have like a really funky name but it's their plant-based option and it's like 15 dollars or something which is the norm for like an average priced meal at a quick service love that and i would also pay full price at animals kingdom at the canteen for their bowls I get their crispy tofu and the rice and beans, so yummy. And it's like a nice AC place to chill out in Florida. <laughs> in Disneyland, it's actually been a while since I visited and like actually eaten in the restaurants. But one that always sticks out to me is Blue Bayou. It's obviously a very expensive restaurant. If you know of all the restaurants in Disneyland, it is one of the pricier ones, but it is a part of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride and it has just such great ambiance. They have delicious food. I went there one year for my birthday, and it has stuck in my memory all these years, but I would say that's worth the price, but yeah, honestly, I'm a big advocate for kids' meals. Like, I'm, I will eat a little, like, six pack of chicken nuggets and fries, and get my free water cup, and (laughs) I think I'm just going to keep doing that unless it's something that like I really want to splurge for and like I don't mind you know paying extra for it
0: got it um I have one more oh hi cinnamon Mm. (laughs) I obviously I I have a I'm a dog mom too so I have to splurge on all the dog merch because they need it oh my
2: gosh it's ridiculous she is the most spoiled puppy ever
0: (laughs) hi cinnamon Oh, she's so cute and talking um, about splurging, I have one more money question for you. So a lot of people and a lot of first timers, or maybe even, you know, annual pass holders have this question. What do you choose when it comes to the value, the moderate or the deluxe? Are you like value all the way? Are you like, hmm, sometimes I'll go to a deluxe resort, treat myself. How do you communicate that to people trying to save for a Disney trip?
2: I like to think of it as if you're not spending a lot of time in the hotel, go for the value. If you want that staycation, relax at the hotel vibe. Spring for a moderate or like the deluxe hotel. And to be honest, I haven't stayed at a lot of Disney World resorts, only just because I lived there. (laughs) But I did do a couple staycations, and um, when I have people visiting out of town, like we like to stay at the nicer resorts. I think we stayed a night at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, but again, like, we wanted to enjoy, like, the lodge itself, and, like, we had a pool day and all that. It wasn't like a go-go-go to all the parks kind of situation, but if it is that kind of situation, which I love to do those kinds of trips, too, then it doesn't matter the hotel, honestly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm more willing to spend money, more money on a hotel if we're not having as many park days, like, there is so much to do in Disney, and you don't even have to step foot into a park. And I think, I mean, my husband and I just went last week, and I did not want to spend so much money, but it was like $470 for him. Just I have an annual passbook just for his ticket, it was like $400. I was like, shoot, we should just do one park day. Easily, yeah, stay- yeah, but I and think everything it's like all. Is- what- prioritize most, what's most important to you yeah.
2: yeah exactly and the biggest thing is too if, even if you are staying in a value resort or an off-property hotel you can still go to the resorts and still like yeah. make reservations at, at those like character dinings and all of that okay. but um <laughs> yeah you can still go visit all the different resorts and still get the vibe of like a Disney staycation without having to pay the bazillion dollars a night but if that's your vibe then go for it but
1: if it's not then it's not necessary yeah I agree I have a really quick question so how much debt have you paid off like I know you're I think you're still on your journey right you're not like quite debt-free but I want to know like how much you paid let's celebrate that (laughs)
2: So I started in January of 2020, it's now what, June 2021, and I started off with over $229,000 in debt, (laughs) and it's a very daunting number, Um, come to terms with it a little bit more, I guess, but at this point, I have paid off over $54,000 of it, so I paid off all my credit cards and my car, and all I have left now are my student loans. That's
1: amazing. (laughs) Right, like, like, even though it may look like you have so much more to go, like, stop and celebrate, like, that is amazing, and you know, I, like, some people can, like, look at all of their credit cards, and, like, have hundreds of hundreds of thousand dollars in debt, and they just, like, they don't even stress about it, like, it's just, um everyone has debt it's fine but like for you like right. shopping and taking control of that like it's really powerful I love it
0: and I know you talked um in one of your videos about you know this the lack of adrenaline now because you were doing your coloring in and you got your credit card in this one and then the car and now it's like now you just have the big mama <laughs> the big yeah it doesn't feel like you're getting these small wins anymore and I just want you to know that I took something from it. So I know you may not feel that, but like your viewers are definitely learning and experiencing what you're doing. And not only are you creating Disney magic, but you're creating magic in so many other ways. Well, thank you,
2: I appreciate that so much. And that, that honestly does help me. I think that's another big part of why I love sharing on YouTube is because there are so many people out there who will leave like amazing comments and are such great supporters. And I wanna be a supporter for anyone who is on that path too. So it's so great to kind of have that community. And yeah, I do have to remind myself like to stop and realize how far I've come. It is so much harder now because I have like my snowball payment kind of floating around that I could easily just be like, let me just hop on Shop Disney really quick. (laughs) And uh, I can like, I can cut a little bit out of it there. Like, it's fine. No one will notice, it's okay. But yeah, that's where I need to get a little bit better because I am kind of falling off that wagon a little bit, especially with like my upcoming Disney plans. But yeah, I'll share those with everyone as well.
1: <laughs> I'm excited. I did just see that. Um, one last quick question I have like you when you said snowball, it made me think, have you ever heard of Dave Ramsey? Do you are you're not doing his oh, plan, yeah. or are you doing I, I did. I start off, I started off
2: like following his baby steps. And so like yeah, he he has his seven baby steps of paying off debt, and he's like the big financial guru. He's very controversial and can't say that I support everything he says and does, but he is what kind of got me started on my debt-free journey. And I started off following his baby step one, saving a thousand dollars as an emergency fund. Now I'm on baby step two, paying off all my debt in the snowball method. So smallest to largest. And I have kind of buts with it a little bit and made it my own. And I did mention this in my videos too, that I kind of would swap a couple things here and there. So it wasn't literally smallest to largest for all of my debts. I did what made the most sense for me and ended up working out. So he's definitely, he served as a huge inspiration for starting my journey. So yeah.
1: Yeah. And he's super successful. Like he's gotten millions of people out of millions of dollars of debt. So oh, totally. I mean, to him. There's no denying yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, He he knows what he's talking about for sure. But I, when you said snowball, I was like, I wonder if she does his plan. But yeah, and I think you probably do his plan. You just modify it your way. Yeah, so, I think it's amazing. You're awesome. Geez, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Anika, well, as we go ahead and round out the podcast, I just want to thank you so much for just taking the time out of your day to chat with us. Like, you didn't have to do this. This isn't something, you know, that you you probably could be doing 100 things right now. But you you stopped and you had an opportunity to chat with us. So I really, I really appreciate it. Please, if you don't mind, remind the listeners where they can find you.
2: Oh, yes. So I love chats like this. I could talk about it all day long. But yes, you can find me on Instagram at Annika's Paintbrush for my Disney lifestyle posts, And then as well as on YouTube at Annika Hudak to follow along on my debt free journey, as well as lifestyle blogs and um, fun creative edits here and there.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you listeners so much for watching Not only are we going to have all of our stuff But we will have all of Monica And her puppy cinnamon's socials On our um, descriptions So don't forget to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook And everything in between And if you haven't already, sign up for our newsletter So you can get all the tips and tricks And meet amazing social guests Such as these And we will see you next week Bye <laughs> Bye guys <laughs>